Hey, hello, and welcome everybody to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, and joining me today, it's Tyler. Hey, Tyler, what's up? Oh, not much. How about you? Ah, I, you know, I, you know, woke up early to watch some soccer and uh, was disappointed by my team. And uh, you know that that's just where I am today. But you know, last night I watched I watched the Xfinity race. <laughs> Yeah, at the at the Daytona Road Course, and that was some exciting stuff. <laughs> I only I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I saw highlights and saw who won, which was pretty. You see that like incredible. that last restart and <laughs> like him just blowing right through the grass there mm-hmm. in this restart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a bold move considering how often cars just die when they go in the grass. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's some exciting races on that. Uh, D- Daytona Road Course. Yeah, I watched the end on Friday night of the truck race they had there. I don't know if you watched any of that, but seriously, no, I, didn't. I-, I don't really watch it. I just watch the trucks. I just kind of put it on because it's fucking racing, and I just wanted something to watch. But uh, they probably had, I want to say, five or six cautions in the last uh, maybe ten laps, and. Three of those cautions came in there in NASCAR's like overtime rules, basically, oh. where they restart yeah. and do a green white checkered to finish the race. Three of them came from there, so they they restarted, you know, so many times to finish the race, and it was like, oh my god, they just kept wrecking each other. It was it was quite entertaining. Yeah, um, they, they would wreck each other, then they would get stuck in the grass because there's you know a ton of rain down there and it's like what the fuck is going on man oh man yeah that daytona road course is pretty interesting yeah especially when you have stock car drivers that aren't used to racing in rain ever and you have kind of a wet track or something it's just it's entertaining yeah yeah Yeah. i don't know if you got to watch the daytona 500 last week at all yeah, I did. I watched that. That was uh that was entertaining stuff. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah, that that ending was was pretty fucking wild. Um Yeah. It's always kind of like it goes both ways for me with some of those like restrictor plate races that NASCAR runs of like the Daytona 500 of It can be a little boring when they're all running single file and they do that for like 20 laps. But also the intensity at the end of the race of like what the fuck's going to happen, who's going to try to make a move is really exciting to watch. But yeah, yeah. and then then they very wrecked. aggressive bump drafting happening. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they wrecked half the fucking field on like lap sixteen or whatever. Yeah. The fuck that was. Yeah, yeah. That, I think like twelve cars <laughs> went out on that one. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty insane. Yeah, but yeah, that, that that was a fun race to watch. We got another race this afternoon, I guess. Or when is yeah. that race? Uh, I think it's on at like three three thirty something like that. Yeah, I might have to throw that on in the background here, <laughs> just just to have it on. Um, but yeah, I I you know, NASC, it, it's racing, man. Racing's back. Racing mm-hmm. season is here. I I, I really like I I so. Over the past like two years, I've really expanded how much racing I've been watching. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it used to just be like Formula One, and then maybe occasionally I'll throw a NASCAR race on 
when, while I'm doing something else. But now it's like, all right, Formula One isn't on. All right, let's see. It's like Formula One, IMSA, Super Formula, uh, <laughs> NASCAR now. Um, I mean, like I, I watch racing whenever it's on. Super yeah. GT is always fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, I just, I'm a racing guy. Yeah. Racing is just way more entertaining to me. I feel like my my TV is constant, constantly like I, I don't watch TV shows anymore. Like yeah. it's either like <laughs> racing or other sports. Like it's it's very rare that I sit down and watch a TV show. Yeah, yeah, um, and I guess we're getting a bunch of car reveals in Formula One, which yeah. are always kind of goofy. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that looks like an F1 car to yeah, me. Let's exactly. see how it goes on track. It's like, oh, that's the McLaren car. Yep, looks looks kind of similar to last year's. Like, all yeah, right. <laughs> I don't I don't understand like the differences here. Like, I don't yeah. I don't I'm not an aerodynamics engineer. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on here. Yeah. I, I just have to see what happens on track. Mhm. Yeah. Um, which is not very far away, is it? Uh, I think it's a little over a month. I think yeah. uh, March twenty eighth. I think is the first race, and I mean there's preseason testing and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the twenty eighth, I think, is the first race in Bahrain. Yeah. But then after that, I don't think they're racing for like two weeks or something. I, th- oh, I forget. Man. I think they're, I think Jesus. after that, the next race is April eighteenth. I think mm. so. It's like okay. ah, just run the outer ring, dude. Like you're all there. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess this is a podcast about video games. Maybe unless maybe. you got something else for me. No, maybe maybe about half the time it's a podcast about about video games. The other half's probably racing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And then we get that mix of racing video games. But, Tyler, I... Yep. You you, you have not played f- the Formula One games in a while. No, um, I have not. And you, have, you have not re-downloaded it, right? Nope, I have not. Okay. <laughs> well, what have you been playing? Uh, a couple things. I guess first I... I'm calling it quits on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, it beat so, you. Yeah, so I have almost done everything in that game. And I'm just kind of calling it quits, and I'll explain why. But So, I, yeah, I, I did a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla and pretty much finished it. So, got an ending of the main story. Um, no credits roll or anything when this happens either. Uh, so it feels a little unsatisfying, but... But what does happen in both the story in Valhalla and then the modern day component is quite fascinating. And I feel like they ended it both both of them very well. And this is the most intrigued by the modern day story that I have been since like Assassin's Creed 2 or in Brotherhood. Mm. Like, like I was blown away by the things that they were doing and where they're taking it. Um, and I think fans of the series that have played pretty much every game uh, will really appreciate the ending. I mean, it takes a long time to get there, but it was I was like, wow, I can't believe this. 
Um, and there's just yeah some really intriguing things down the stretch that I that I enjoyed. I just wish it kind of I don't know. I just wish we got there a little sooner to me. Um, so yeah, I, I finished all of that, and then uh, there was still a couple quests and a whole other area on the England map that unlocked. And a whole separate area. So, like, there's there's Asgard, there's Jotunheim, there's England, there's Norway, and then there's this other area that is basically in uh, North America. Yeah. Um, so, ended up doing that in North America, which was really fascinating, and I could have unlocked that way sooner. I just didn't really know how. Um, but... So I just looked at home like, how the fuck do you get there? Because I've heard about it, and and I could have probably done it 30 hours ago. Um, so I ended up going there and had a really, really interesting quest line, uh, and it ended really cool. And it was it was interesting because you uh, you have to kind of incorporate yourself into um, Native American culture and trade with them and you know, help them out and do things for them and and just uh, kind of be friends with them, which I thought was really interesting. It almost, like, made you start over. You go there with no weapons, no gear, nothing, and you have to kind of build yourself back up, which I could see being a little bit annoying, but I, I, I found it to be quite interesting, and you have to just kind of explore the landscape a lot more. It was really beautiful. It was really interesting. And uh, some of the kind of side stories you can get into I thought were really cool and uh it the last quest basically like you're there to assassinate a dude and I mean it's Assassin's Creed and Mm -hmm. you can basically you end up doing just a couple quests and then you can basically do it whenever you want or you could keep uh trading uh with with like the local people there and getting new gear and new weapons and stuff um and and they also don't tell you where this guy is. There is so basically you have to talk to people, you have to find notes at camps, you have to do all sorts of stuff to figure it out. And I'm like, this is really cool. And I don't understand why they don't incorporate even more of this into the main games. Like the freedom there was just amazing it was cool it was seriously like breath of the wilds level of just figure it out just explore and and you'll eventually get there or just go do it whenever you want you might get your ass kicked in like one hit but you can do it um and so when i ended up taking a guy out it was very uh stealth focused which just gave me like old school assassin's creed vibes it was probably one of my favorite moments of this entire game it was really cool and i wish they would incorporate more of that freedom into into the base games more. Uh, I really enjoy that section of the game. Um, then I ended up finishing the Asgard stuff, finishing everything else. There were some cool cool moments there to end. It just yeah, it just kind of took took a while to get there to me. I, I just have such a love hate relationship with this game. Um, and then yeah, so the last thing I need to do is literally take out every single dude in the Order of the Ancients, which at this point in where I'm at, I've only taken out maybe half of them. And I'm like, I'm just not doing this. Like, to get, like, the true, true ending, that that's what you have to do. 
So mm, the okay. game makes you literally do every quest, uh, every side area, every <laughs> assassination in the order of the ancients you got to do just to get to the to the true ending. And Odyssey kind of did that too. I just I find that stuff a little a little frustrating. So it was like I liked how it ended in a lot of different spots. But I never truly felt satisfied because it didn't, you know, it's not the actual ending or whatever. But yeah, after sixty-five hours, I'm I'm calling it on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, it felt quite uh quite liberating to finish it. Um, so yeah, it, it does some cool things I think for the series. It's there's just things that also just annoy the shit out of me. So. We'll see where it, where it goes from here. Um, but I think out of the kind of reboot trilogy here that they've had, this one's probably my least favorite, I think. All right. Um, so then I have played uh, a bunch of Sackboy. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so I'm plowing through that game. Uh, I am... Nearly through the fourth world, like I've done all the levels there, I just kind of, they kind of gate the boss levels uh, to where you have to have a certain amount of orbs, uh, which is kind of what you collect. It's almost like the stars of, like like you collect stars in Mario, you collect orbs here in the Sackboy game. Um, So I have to collect, I forget, maybe 15 more of them before I can move on, so it shouldn't be too bad. I had to go back and just run through a couple more levels because there's definitely some that I I saw and I just missed um, so gotta work through that but that game it's it's fun it's it's not super difficult uh, but um, you know there, there, there has been a couple challenging moments so far um, I just think it's kind of fun to play through because it's a pretty creative platformer uh, in I've talked before how they inc- incorporate music into it, like actual licensed music. Um, I played a level that that uh, was uh, based around "Toxic" by Britney Spears, um, which oh, yeah. is <laughs> which is a fucking banger of a song, and anyone can fight me on that. This song is so catchy, but uh, it was it was really cool. But at the same time, I'm like, I really understand why this is here, uh, but it's fun. Regardless, so I want to say there's six worlds in that game. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll just keep trucking along with that one, get that one off my plate. Um, and the last thing before we talk about some divinity, uh, yeah, I played some, uh, I got that Super Mario 3D World, and all right, Bowser's Fury for Switch. And played that with Kelly this morning. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I love that game. I, I love playing through it on Wii U. Uh, that was very fun to play co-op. Um, and that game is probably way too fast-paced for her. Which was funny. And just way too chaotic. And, and everything. But it, it was still a blast. I, I, I would recommend anyone check that game out. Um, so awesome. I'm going to probably play more of that too. So, yeah, uh, you and I started playing Divinity Original Sin. Yes, we did. We played probably like maybe an hour of it. 
I think I two. Guess. I think two. Steam's oh. saying two, two point okay. one hours for me, and I, I haven't all played right. it at all. So yeah, I think that's about how long we played. All right. Um, yeah, we. Well, I, I that probably was counting some of the time we were having problems with audio and all that. Yeah, which okay. well, uh, I'll get to that then. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah, we we created our characters. We we got to like the first big town and we're we're solving a mystery about a murder. Yep. Um, yeah, I I am going for a different take this time. I I. I my main character is not the big pudgy meat boy anymore. Uh, I'm I'm a mage now, or a witch. Mm-hmm. I I created a witch character, um, and yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how that goes because I'm very much used to having the guy that gets pounded. Right, which that's I'm gonna try and make that my character. Um, so I'm a knight, and uh, gonna try to get beefy and, and kind of just start wrecking shop. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing that I got to get used to is just, I think it just goes with the class of uh, just movement, just really yeah. slow. And I think every meter is one AP for me to move. <laughs> yeah. So like I can barely go anywhere. So I got to really invest into some skills here, you know, put some points and some things to, make that a little bit better um but yeah i think we got a really interesting team at least right now i think we'll see where it goes um yeah we just picked up this ranger chick that people don't like um Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is interesting and um damn who's who's the other one that we got oh i forget her moira Moira. does that sound right yeah yeah that sounds right um so yeah, I mean we we kind of just picked these characters up, so we haven't spent a ton of time with them. So um, yeah, we we got cast off into this astral plane kind of area. Yeah, which yeah, looked pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool, and I'm really curious to see where that goes. And I also really like that character that we ended up running into, uh, Ziggs. What's his name? Uh, it begins with a Z. It's like Zigzags or something. Um, but he's really cool. It was really cool also in some of the earlier battles to see different enemies like orcs in this game yes um so yeah like instantly playing it there's a couple of uh like from playing divinity 2 to playing this there's definitely some uh kind of quality of life things that they've done divinity 2 that are a little bit better uh i think like the quest log is a little bit better in divinity 2 uh inventory stuff's a little bit better in divinity 2 um Stuff like uh, when you're talking to a character and I want to listen into your conversation in, in Divinity 2, I could, I could just click on your portrait on the left mm-hmm. of my screen and be wherever. I could be all the way across town and listen to what you're saying where in this game I have to be in like proximity and click on the character you're talking to. Um, so just little things like that. But also right away I was just like, yeah, like this is going to be really fun and I'm, I'm excited to play this game. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think the well. So I played this like I want to say four or five years ago. So I don't remember all that much, <laughs> but it, it it's starting to come back to me. And I, yeah, it, I I really think Larian probably is 
there's a reason they got the Baldur's Gate license oh, to yeah. work with. Yep. Like they they are premier like I I think Obsidian does good work in this space too, but I think Divinity really makes it um they made a game that can be more mainstream, that can bring in players because mm-hmm. I, I feel like Obsid- the Obsidian RPGs are very much like hey, you really are you really into this shit? Is is this the type of game you play and like they they expect more more knowledge from you going into it. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like Divinity does a good job of hey, is this your first CRPG? All right, that's fine. Yeah. We, we'll we'll ease you into it. Yeah, definitely. They do a good job of that. But it's also like it's it's plenty deep for what mm-hmm. these games are too and so it's just yeah, they do a good job of kind of easing players into it. Yeah. Um yeah. So my uh, my speakers, um, I don't know what's going on with them. They just like stopped pretty much. Oh. They work and they don't. So I have connected them to my laptop. They don't even get recognized. Plugged them into Kelly's laptop. Didn't even get recognized uh, that something was plugged in. I tried again today, right before this podcast, to get them to work. And now the option of speakers is not even an option. There's no drivers for speakers on my PC anymore. Uh, I don't know what the fuck happened. I Mm. really don't know what happened. But So I guess it's the speakers. I I don't know what else it could be if something happened with their connection. (laughs) I really don't know. Maybe it's a bad wire or something. I don't know. Maybe, because I've plugged them into multiple devices now and, and... like I'll turn them on, and when when I turn them on, they kind of make a beeping noise, and that beep is determined by volume. Like I can turn it all the way up, and that beep will be really loud. So it's it's clear that they work, but that connection to whatever device just doesn't exist anymore. And so I don't know. It's it's really frustrating because. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, they they went from being like just fine speakers for what they are, and <laughs> now they don't even work. Um, so I'll I'll have if we play more Divinity today, I'll have kind of bad audio again. But it is what it is. Um, yeah. So might... I think I'm I'm gonna try to I guess just get another pair of speakers. I, I don't I don't know what to do. Yeah. What what uh what speakers do you have? Like, what do you do? Do you, is well, yours USB based or? Yeah, mine mine are USB. I have a pair of uh, pretty basic Bose speakers. Okay. Um, but yeah, that it's it's USB. It just pl- I have it plugged into the into a port in the back directly to the motherboard. Yep. And yeah, they they work. Right. Yeah. So I might I might have to check Bose out then see what they got. Um, so yeah, it's just frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, I have absolutely no clue what happened. Uh, it's it just sucks because I I feel like I've been through so many speakers because my cat chewed through the other ones, and mm. now these just like fucking stopped working. So yeah, speakers are cursed. They really are. I'm kind of cursed with PCs. I, I've I've you know had computers 
for you know a long time like growing up and everything and something always goes wrong with them and i just don't really do anything and maybe that's the fault of my myself not really understanding or keeping up with things but they just something just always fucking happens to me with a computer all the time yeah i just don't know i'm just so so cursed with them um so i got i'll figure it out but all fun right. pc gaming you know yeah pc gaming uh <laughs> i've done some pc gaming uh <laughs> football manager yeah <laughs> so all right so i'm halfway into the season i'm right before that pre that uh, mid-season break where last year it all fell apart mm-hmm. i'm in an even better position this time so we've played 14 matches before this pre- this mid-season break I've won 13 and tied the other one. Damn. It's it's looking really good. I'm 12 points clear at the top of the league table. I have a plus 24 goal differential. My team looks unbeatable. Yeah. It's it's pretty fucking great. I won the the domestic cup, the the Swedish cup, which is the the other competition I was playing for. Um yeah, won that. I have my first trophy now. Uh, as manager, and people are very satisfied with that. The board, who at the beginning of the season was threatening me every match that they might fire me if I don't win, is now, like, almost maximum approval rating right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> how how the winds have changed. Yeah. And uh, the frightening thing is, though, uh, now that my team is doing well, all of my good players are being target transfer targeted by bigger clubs and other in bigger leagues because right now i'm playing in the swedish league which is like it's not the biggest league in europe Mm. it's 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 kind of like middle lower tier uh for a lot of for, for most of the leagues here and like i'm getting like my top like Two of my top attackers, one is being targeted by someone in the Italian Serie A, which is like the top Italian league, and the other one is being targeted by a Belgian team. And then my my best midfielder is being targeted by uh, a French team. And it's like, well, I can't blame these players for wanting to go play for bigger teams and they have bigger aspirations for their careers. But if I lose all three of these players, I'm kind of fucked. <laughs> because yeah. while I have done some work to to strengthen like the depth of the team, like a lot of the players that I have for depth are still developing, and they like if I throw throw them in, like it's going to be a trial by fire to see if they fucking make it, or if they're or if I've run into a bust here. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of. It's kind of stressful because I I have a good team now. It's just that like because they're performing so well, other bigger teams want to come in and swoop in and get those players, which means I'll make a lot of money off of them. But it's about trying to find the replacements. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of work to do if I want to either try to hold on to these players or I need to scout some replacement players. Um, but that's not the only PC gaming I've done, Tyler. Um, have you heard of a Viking game called Valheim? I've heard of it recently, yeah. 
Yeah, so this game kind of blew up. Uh, it's one of those survival games where you're like, where you start off with nothing and you're kind of building your way up. And uh, I've only played about an hour of it. I've I've played enough to build myself a shelter and a bed, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this game's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like like it's just a survival game, right? Yeah, it's just a survival game, and I'm trying to figure out why it blew up. But like it's it's kind of weird, man. It's the graphics are like not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it. I don't know. I think it might just be the ramp up that people really like, like starting from nothing and building your way up. I, th- I think that's what people are enjoying here. It's also very easy to play co-op. You can pretty much bring your character into any one server, mm-hmm. and you'll have everything that you that you had on that character. So I, I guess there's a social element to that. But yeah, it's. I I don't I don't know how I feel yet. I mean, it was only twenty bucks. It's still in early access. Um, but yeah, it, there, there's something there and I'm trying to figure out what that something is. I mean, it's also Vikings too. I feel like Vikings are popular right now in popular culture or nerd culture or whatever, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I've seen some of it and once again, I, I, I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why it's blown up either but i'm sure there's something there and yeah that that's that's it i played some valheim and i was like you know what what other survival game i kind of really like no man's sky Mm. (laughs) i got back into no man's sky and let me tell you they since the last time i played no man's sky and it seems like every time this is the case i take a break from no man's sky and i come back and it's like Wow, they've um they've done even more to this game and I haven't paid for any of it. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I don't know what the what the last update is, but I I guess I'll just go through some of the new stuff I've encountered. Um so base building they've expanded like uh they've there's an energy grid system now. You have to generate energy for certain technologies in your base to work. Uh, so I've, I've, I've constructed some solar panels, which are hooked up to batteries to store excess power for when the sun isn't out. Um, I There's cooking now. I mean, I guess cooking has been in for a while, but yeah, there's a cooking station. Hmm. Wow. Um, and yeah, the, the whole base building thing is like, I want to build a big base now, like because there, there's enough there that... It seems like it'll be interesting to make systems work. Uh, yeah, that's not the only thing. Uh, there's a new item that I've encountered when blowing up asteroids for fuel. I, I An anomaly detector, which there are just different anomalies that they can point you to. And one of them was just the skeleton of a giant space whale. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, there there are multiple ones. Like there, there's another one where like it's an abandoned cargo freighter, or, like abandoned cargo. Like you blow that up and you get a shit ton of stuff. Um, there's other weird stuff. Like there's this thing that looked like a giant, fucking. I guess I I don't know what kind, it it looked like a giant cell, like it it was a cellular life form. It 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 looked weird. It tried to talk to me. I couldn't understand it. <laughs> 
but yeah, there there seems to be a ton of those. I haven't run into a duplicate of that yet. Uh, that that seems pretty cool. And um, the big thing, Tyler. I mean, I put it in the news, but I can talk about it now. You can have pets. You can have companions. You can tame the wildlife, the randomly, well, the procedurally generated wildlife. You can tame and keep as pets. Uh, And I've seen other players riding giant fucking lizards. Like, it pretty much looks like it's not Pokemon, it's, but it's like there are some really cool things that people are doing. Like they find these weird ass life forms and they raise them as pets, and then you can go to the hub and see everybody and their fucking cool ass animals. <laughs> it's it's really good. Um, but yeah, I'm I am enjoying No Man's Sky <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. what they keep adding to that game. Yeah, and, like, it looks like co-op is a lot easier now. Like, you can just join up at the hub and go out and do co-op missions. And, yeah, it, there's a lot there, man. No Man's Sky. It's, it's fucking great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I am confident... I will confidently say No Man's Sky is a good video game, and maybe y'all should give it a try. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it for the PC. Well, yeah, I started I started over No Man's Sky because it's on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and mm. uh, I just installed it on the PC, played it there. It runs a little bit smoother on the PC than a launch PS4. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> load times are still a little bit long, though. Um, mm. But that's like your initial load into the world, which I can imagine they have to generate a lot to get you into the game. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I, I, I dicked around a little bit in Apex Legends. Didn't play too much. Not much to talk about there. Uh, and then the other thing I've spent a lot of time in, Hitman 3. Mm. So I played through to the end of Hitman 1. I played through all of Hitman 2 in that DLC. <laughs> wow. And I played the first mission of Hitman 3 proper. Damn. it's a lot of Hitman. That's a lot of Hitman. That's a lot of killing people. That's a lot of discovering that, oh, the DLC they put in for Hitman 2 was really fucking funny. Mm. And <laughs> I, people should definitely go back and play that. <laughs> um, you base, like, I don't know why they did it, like, why they put this in DLC. Like, and this is the only place they did, but you do a job interview as Agent 47 for a bank job. And it is the funniest piece of Hitman 3 that I've ever played. <laughs> um, well. And, yeah, it's it's great. I I love Hitman 3. I like the story and where it's going. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. Hitman is fucking awesome. Have you noticed, uh, like, playing through them all like that, have you noticed, uh, like, changes in level design like have they got better you think like the hitman 2 levels versus the hitman 1 levels yeah uh, but you okay the funny thing about that is that you do notice a lot of things you notice that in hitman 2 they did not have the budget of hitman 1 because like a lot of the cutscenes for hitman 2 are like still shots 
and like it it isn't very cinematic like it's it's a lot of a uh, voice over over like over still shots and you you kind of get the sense that they were under some constraints there but the level design of hitman 2 yeah it's like i guess more complex but also just like generally a lot uh a lot more interesting there are a lot more things you can get into hmm. in, in the hitman 2 levels yeah um a lot more space for exploration and different ways to approach things. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like it. I, I think what they've done with Hitman 3 and made those uh, mission stories a lot more accessible is really smart because a lot of those mission stories point you to some of the funnier things in Hitman 3. In, in, in just the Hitman games in general. It's, <laughs> it's good. Um, there, there's a there's an interrogation scene in the Hitman, in one of the Hitman Two uh, mission stories, where it's it's very funny because you they're interrogating you to join like this Ark Society, and like you're answering these questions truthfully, but like it, it's funny because they ask they ask the questions in such a way where yes, you can answer it truthfully. But you're obviously deceiving them. But yeah, it's 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 great. Agent Forty Seven is an awesome character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's one that I'm really excited to get back to now that I'm unshackled from Valhalla. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, experience more of what you're talking about. All right, and that's that's pretty much it for games I've been playing. Uh, got got other things I I want to play, but you know, sometimes you just uh, don't have the time for it. Yeah, yeah, I know I know what you mean. I'm kind of enjoying this time period right now of not a lot coming out and just kind of catching up on some stuff and trying some new things. And yeah, yeah, it's a good good time to play games before the flood commences later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I and I guess hmm, we have some news about what we might be seeing later. Uh, I, I I already talked about this No Man's Sky thing, so we don't have to go over that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but BlizzCon, they did a digital BlizzCon, and um, Tyler, I know, I know you like Overwatch more than me, but Overwatch Two, they they revealed some more on that, and. I, where are you with Overwatch 2? What what do you think of Overwatch yeah. 2? So Overwatch 2 is a game that I am not really excited for, but a game that I will play mm. because I loved the first one so much. Um so yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested in it, I guess. I'm just not like overly hyped for it. Um but you know some of these new new changes that they're making seem kind of cool. Um, some of the co-op stuff that they revealed seems interesting as well. Um, so I don't know, but I guess I guess it's one of those things that the closer it gets, the more we learn, the more I might get excited for it. Because I do think about Overwatch a lot and how much I enjoyed playing that game, how much I played that game. I mean, I put hundreds of hours in Overwatch and. 
So I think I would I would definitely get back in, into it for sure. Yeah, I mean they, yeah they showed off a little bit of Overwatch two here. I mean, not much for me to get a sense of what this game is actually going to be like to play. Like they showed off some maps, and they they showed off like a couple, a, a little bit of gameplay, but like it's, I don't know, I don't know if I I I care to play Overwatch two. As Why someone is that? who, well, the thing is, I don't particularly give a shit about those characters anymore. Mm. Like they. Like, I, I played Overwatch for a little bit, but I really, really dropped off of Overwatch, and I don't know if Overwatch 2 is the thing that brings me back into it, because I have played what they've done of PvE stuff for Overwatch in their seasonal events. Like, it's... I, I'm not sure what they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am more excited, however, for a Diablo 2 remaster considering that we aren't going to get Diablo 4 this year. Uh, mm -hmm. Diablo 2 Remaster confirmed coming this year um, to both uh, PS5 and PS4 and all, pretty much all the platforms that people are playing games on right now. Yeah. Um, it'll, it, yeah it'll also have a cross-platform progression. It's, yeah... They're they're bringing the they're bringing it back. Um, you know what? I'll play it. I I could play oh, yeah. a Diablo. Oh yeah! I, I this this excitement got me, or this announcement got me excited. Um, while I wish Diablo Four was closer than it is, um, I could totally go for this. I I remember playing Diablo Two back in the day. Uh, I never played through the whole thing, but I remember going over to to Brandon's house playing it all the time. Like, him and his dad would play it all the time. And mm -hmm. so playing it there, experiencing it. And, um, so I think it will, it'll be cool to kind of go back to it because I don't really remember a lot of it. And then a lot of the changes they're making sound cool. Like, it's a very uh, Halo uh, Combat Evolved anniversary sort of thing. Like, they have the old and new graphics in there. You can toggle back and forth, but they kind of have redone the graphics uh, in animations and lighting and all that, which is really cool. I think it looks good uh, mm -hmm. for what they've shown off. Um, have have both the expansions in it, um, all sorts of stuff. It, it seems like it'll be a, a remaster that kind of the Activision has been kind of known for recently um, with like Tony Hawk, Crash, and Spyro, and Hopefully not what <laughs> Blizzard has been known for with with uh, Warcraft Three. Um, well, the thing is, Blizzard, you know, pulled over the people who have been doing the good Activision right. remasters, and they're the ones in charge of this one. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, I think I I'm definitely down for this, and the cross progression thing is really exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, because. Yeah, I could see me wanting to play this on my PS5, but then also maybe wanting to experience Diablo on a on a PC, and just the fact that you can go back and forth between the two is really cool. Yeah. Um, the the only thing here, I know the original game doesn't have it, but it was so great in Diablo Three is co op, and I don't oh, yeah. I don't think this game's going to have co op. Otherwise, I think they would have announced it, but. 
Um, so that is a slight bummer. Um, like I said, I know the original game wasn't built with that, but man, Diablo 3 co-op was so fucking good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down for this. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it too. Uh, they did show a little bit off of Diablo 4 also. Uh, they revealed a new class, the Rogue. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's another character class reveal. I I'm not sure I need character class reveals, but you know, I I just mm, I'm itching for Diablo 4, really. Like I I really mm-hmm. want it a lot. So anything I get is going to be something I, I'll watch. Uh, so, yeah, I I'll play a rogue. I I mean I I like all the classes really in, mm-hmm. in Diablo. Like I I like to play a little bit of everything. Yeah, uh, seems like the rogue is a lot like the demon hunter class from Diablo three, which is a cool class. Oh um, yes, I remember had well for a certain period of time I had a broken ass demon hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, hearing about classes doesn't get me super jacked for the game. It's like, okay, cool. Like, I'll I'll definitely check out these classes when I play the game. I mean, that's that's what's fun about Diablo, um, is checking out all the different classes. So, uh, it doesn't get me super excited. Uh, The fact that this game is open world, though, is really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And... I'm really curious how they're going to pull that off. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess I guess this game uh, pretty far away still. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean. Yeah, I, I, I think they should take their time. Diablo Four. Yeah. I feel like that. That is that's something that can be fucking huge. Oh yeah, definitely. And they need to nail the launch of it too from the start, unlike uh, Diablo 3, where they really had to kind of rebuild what that game was. Um, and that game turned into an amazing game, but they really need to nail Diablo 4 from the start. Mm. Yeah. But man, <sighs> I, 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 uh, I just think about Diablo 3 and like all the memories of playing that game, both by myself and, and co-op with, with all of you guys, and how much fun we had, and how... I mean, we'd play that game constantly when it oh, came yeah. out. And I'm just... I could go for that right now. I really could. And oh, yes. so anything. Diablo 2 Remastered, Diablo 4, fucking... Just bring it on. I'm excited. Alright. You know, the other thing that probably needs to hit the ground running to make any sort of ground is Outriders. Um, you remember Outriders? <laughs> I do. I Square do. Enix doing a game um there's going to be a demo coming out uh it'll feature all four classes your progression will carry over it's going to be cross play uh february 25th is when you can get this demo and um i've not heard any buzz (laughs) no (laughs) i have not either um but i might check this out just to check it out and see see what it is um but yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard too much too much excitement about it either. But I, I do like when demos or betas, whatever, uh, do this of allowing you to carry your progression in into the full game if you like it. I think that's a smart mm-hmm. thing to do. So, kind of no harm checking this out, I guess. 
maybe maybe a demo is what this game needed. You yeah. know, I think it could go either way. Like, uh, maybe getting a demo out there is what this game needs to show, like, hey, this is a cool game, and maybe it gets a lot of people into it. But if it's not, that's really going to hurt them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I guess I I might check it out. I don't know. It's. Yeah, I, I guess there, there's a month between the demo and the release, and they say the demo will even last beyond the release as well. So I guess that, that's a month for them to figure out what they have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, we've also, well, I think we talked, <laughs> we mentioned it briefly, but Rainbow Six. It's no longer Rainbow Six Quarantine. Um there's a placeholder name on it right now called Rainbow Six Parasite, uh, which I, I don't know. That's a kind of shit name too, uh, but it's not quarantine, I guess. Uh, yeah. They are going to come out with an official name soon. What? What? What is this anymore? <laughs> like, like Rainbow Six Quarantine, like. What that game was, like, isn't going to change. Like, it's still going to be this co-op tactical shooter. (laughs) And now it's, like, apparently, I'm reading here, like, you're fighting a mutated alien parasite. Um, Which, I don't know, like, this does not seem very thematically in line with what Rainbow Six is. But maybe, maybe, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I remember the event they did in Siege that was like what this game is supposed to be. Um, and that that game, or that event was um, very Left for Dead-like. Uh, and it was, it was intense. It, it was very neat. You did a lot of building with your classes, a lot of preparing, but then it... It felt like it always kind of broke down, no matter how much barriers you built, um, mm-hmm. and you ended up just kind of running around like a like a maniac, just shooting zombies or whatever the fuck they were. I forget. Um, it was neat, and I, I think there is something there to where it could be a cool full game experience, um, you know. But that that's the thing, you know, how how well that is built out. I guess, uh, because after playing a few rounds of that event, I was like, eh, you know, like after a couple of rounds, it kind of got a little stale. So how do they not make that stale? I think it's going to be the key. Um, in, you know, Rainbow Six, I don't think Rainbow Six Parasite's a bad name, but they also, I think, need to start showing this game because it's just... <laughs> It's already kind of gotten a bad name because of its original name, which I know Ubisoft couldn't control that a pandemic was going to happen. But uh, they need to start showing this game, I think, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I also, you know, this leaked uh, apparently something on PlayStation Network, uh, some sort of upload. I, I wonder if this leaked intentionally. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on. Mm, okay. <laughs> they want to see how people like this name. I don't know. We'll All right. See. Well, more to come from that uh, later. I, when did they say they'll announce stuff? Did they say when they'll announce stuff or just soon? No, just soon. Okay. 
All right. Uh, we've also... Tyler, you need to get back into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Because they're adding river raids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I did see that this popped up um, when I booted the game up to finish it the other night. Uh, you get a quest for the river raids, uh, which is kind of a kind of wave-based sort of mode. You can basically just raid nonstop if you wanted to uh, with mm -hmm. your crew. Why not? The raids are fine, but after you do them a bunch of times, they start to get a little bit of the same. But um, what they added with some of the abilities that they added are pretty fucking rad. Um, like the the one of uh, the arrow looter I thought I, I really liked and I unlocked that the assassin slide was cool um, in the fight ready uh, where you where you always start with an adrenaline slot to use your abilities was really nice because the only way to build that up is through combat or by finding like these fucking mushrooms or whatever the fuck they were in the world that would give you adrenaline basically um so some of these abilities that they added were, were really neat to uh, to unlock them. It made me feel a little bit more OP than I already was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I... yeah, that was cool. And then, yeah, they, they've added and fixed a ton of shit in this patch, too. Yeah, the, it's really the awesome. patch notes are very long. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very long. Um, uh. and yeah, I, could, I don't... I didn't run into... A lot of glitches in this game or anything. I ran into one when I was doing that quest line in in that North North American region, where the I was supposed to follow this guy and like walk with him, and he just wouldn't go anywhere. So I had to crash the game and boot it back up. Um, then it worked, but that that was probably one of the biggest things I ran into. I mean, there there's little things all over the place, but it's an open world game. So that's that's bound to happen, but yeah, it's pretty awesome how much they've done in this game. Yeah, uh, we'll see how much uh, Square Enix does to Marvel's Avengers here pretty soon. Um, <laughs> the PS5 and Xbox uh, Series X and S versions are coming March 18th for for. For the hit game, Marvel's Avengers, the best-selling game of what was what was that September? Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, I'm sure everyone who bought that game is still playing it, uh, and is definitely going to try to play it on their next-gen console here with this update. Uh, Tyler, how excited are you to see how improved Marvel's Avengers is? <laughs> not a, not at all excited. I, I will not not be checking this out. The only time I'm going to go back to Avengers is maybe later once they've added a lot more characters, Spider-Man or something like that. But that you, you know, you're going to boot this game up, and it's still going to be the same fucking game in in the end. Like, yeah, it's going to run better. It's going to look better. The load times are going to be better, which that is one thing I was very bad about the base game, even on a PS4 Pro. Um, but you know the the combat, it's fine. But you're still going to get meaningless loot, have no end game, do the same shit over and over again for nothing for what? Like, it's this isn't going to really fix the game. I mean, it's going to fix 
certain things about it for sure, and it's cool that it'll be a free upgrade, but yeah. And then, so yeah, Hawkeye will also be coming out uh, on March 18th. Like, okay. <laughs> I like Hawkeye, but like, I don't know, Hawkeye's don't have not a different... the dude. They already have Kate Bishop, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they which do. Is, which is a bow and arrow character. Yep. Yep. Is the model of their game to have these types of characters and just release different skins as new characters? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, Hawkeye is not the guy to bring bring a lot of people back to it. Are they going to put She-Hulk in and it just plays the same as Hulk? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, to me, they need to start getting other characters in, like, like Spider-Man, um, Black Panther. You know, I think would be another huge one to bring people back in. Captain Marvel, um, you know, like Hawkeye, Kate Bishop are cool. It helps build that universe out more, but that's not that's not going to bring people back in droves. I think. Yeah, I don't trust anyone who says their favorite Avenger is Hawkeye. <laughs> There's something wrong with you if that's the case. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, there is also something wrong with the PlayStation 5 DualSense controller. Uh, it's drifted, man. Is your controller drifting? No, it okay. is not. I have not run into this at all. Uh, so apparently there is this widespread issue where the DualSense controller is is going, is, is drifting, and it's not. And, and people are, are angry enough to file a class action lawsuit, which I guess is the right... We'll see what happens out of this. I mean, they're probably just going to do what Nintendo did and offer a repair service. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so this was filed by <laughs> Chimicles, Schwartz, Kreiner, and Donaldson Smith <laughs> out of New York. Um, this lawsuit. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that's what they'll probably end up doing, and I don't think... I mean, I don't know. This this issue hasn't happened to me, but I feel like there hasn't been a lot of issues with drifting and or drifting with this controller definitely in comparison to Joy-Con drift with Nintendo. I mean, that oh, that's yeah. a bad thing. What what has happened to Nintendo over there? Like uh that that happens happened with a lot of those controllers and Maybe more and more will come out, but I, I don't. I don't. I was kind of shocked to see this, to be honest with you. And then, yeah, this lawsuit claims that Sony like knew about this and everything. It's like mm-hmm. eh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. Well, we'll see where it goes. Maybe we'll end up getting twelve dollars or something. I don't fucking know. <sighs> but it's just you one know, of those weird I, I things. I feel like controller drift is the least of the PlayStation 5's problems right now. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's also just one of those kind of ridiculous things to me of, you know, like, oh, my controller's drifting. Better file a lawsuit. Like, yeah, let's go through all these lawsuits just because of, you know, your contro- controller's not working. You know, like, that's America. America's very... Sue happy and all about the money. Like if it becomes a more widespread issue, then I think there's a legitimate case there. But I don't know. Yeah, I, we'll I mean, unless they can prove that 
and I, I imagine it is very difficult to prove this, but if they can prove that Sony knew that this was going to happen, like, yeah, that that's fucked up. Yeah, but yeah. I, I feel like that's something that's very, very hard to prove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, the biggest thing I've had with my dual sense is my square button stick sometimes when I'm, like, uh, having to, like, use it to attack or something in, in a video game, like, pressing it a lot, but... I guess I should file a lawsuit there because my square button's a little sticky. Mm, you know? sure you don't have those Cheeto fingers? <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't have that. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, um, all right. Tyler, you know that I am a fan of the Silent Hill. I mean, you should know this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Bloober Team, the makers of the recent horror game, The Medium, have said that they're working on a, um, a new horror game from a popular video game for, from another horror IP that is from a, with a very famous publisher. Uh, people have t- taken as a hint that it might be a Silent Hill project, but apparently that isn't the case, uh, <laughs> because Konami has said that... Um, there is someone working on Silent Hill, and it's from a prominent Japanese developer, uh, which I'm pretty sure Blooper Team ain't based out of Japan. <laughs> uh, let, let, let me just yeah. look this up to make sure I'm not fucking fucking up here. But yeah, Blooper Team is out of Poland. Poland isn't Japan. Uh, yeah. So two things here. Someone is making Silent Hill. A prominent Japanese developer, which I'm trying to think of who that could be. It couldn't possibly be Kojima. Couldn't. It can't be. <laughs> no. They wouldn't. They wouldn't let Kojima burn that bridge and then just hand them hand them the Silent Hill IP. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that that's the case. But I would that, be really excited if it is. Yeah. But then, also, what is Blooper Team working on? What is that project? What is that horror IP from a from a uh, very famous publisher? I've heard people throwing around Parasite Eve um, with Capcom, mm. but I feel like Capcom would want to keep that like as an internal sort of remake. Uh, just based off of what they've done with Resident Evil. That's my only speculation there, but... Uh, man, otherwise, I, I don't really know. Like, I don't think it would be Resident Evil. I just no, don't, don't think not. it is. It's that. And then I'm trying to think of what other major horror IP there is from, like, famous publishers. And huh. I, I can't quite think of them. Well, what, do you, do you have anything? Uh, wow. Uh, you know, let's see. So, not... I'm going to preface this with none of this is serious and none of it is something I want to see. Um, let's say Doom makes the same mistake they did with Doom 3 and tries to make a Doom horror game. <laughs> that is a disaster waiting to happen. Um, they could also... Oh, who published that? Let me see. Let me... Um, yeah, forget fear. Published that. No, no, fear. fear. Oh boy. No. Yes, they could. They could do a fear game. 
Uh, which, you know, actually, now that I think about it, that that's, that's possible. I don't want it, but that's possible. Uh, maybe they're, hmm, maybe they're making a dead space? <laughs> That'd be sick, but I, d- I doubt that, too. Mm. I'm just trying, trying to think of horror games that, like, there aren't that many popular horror games, to be honest, like, from big publishers. Yeah. Uh, right. They're making the next Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, maybe Blair Witch. Oh, another Blair oh. Witch game. Huh. Huh. Could be another one. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you, though. I, I don't really know from big publishers outside of the major franchises there what it, what it could be. Yeah. But interested regardless, because, yeah, it seems like regardless Silent Hill is being made, which is exciting. Yeah. And I'm excited to see. And I guess Konami said that we would hear about it this summer. Yeah. Yeah. I cool. I want to hear about the Silent Hill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. That's news. I, I don't think any... Any news happened here this Sunday afternoon? <laughs> uh, um, no, I mean the the only other thing is uh, all this Bungie news recently. Oh yes, Bungie. So news. yeah, Bungie's kind of expanding their studio significantly. <laughs> like, uh, so they are going to expand their main HQ, HQ from eighty four thousand square feet, which is huge. To 208,000 square feet. Oh, that's like more than three times. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so that is fucking crazy huge. That's expected to be done next year. But the move is part of Bungie's commitment to the long-term development of Destiny 2. Uh, And they want to expand Destiny into other uh, avenues to tell stories in it. So... You know, that could be movies, TV, comic books, whatever. Um, They're also apparently opening another studio in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. That will be for just publishing and marketing. Mm. Um, So uh, Bungie's obviously kind of making their own stuff now. But I wonder if they would get into any publishing of other video games at all. Um, But that's just speculation. But... Yeah, and then they're also working on on a new IP um, that they said that they're committed to revealing by 2025, which is okay. still a long ways away. But, you know, Bungie, you know, between Halo and Destiny, they, they tend to really uh, kind of nurture their IPs for a while. So a uh, new IP in 2025 makes a lot of sense, I think, out of Bungie, because they don't create new IPs very often. I imagine... That will be a very big deal when that is revealed, whenever that is. Um, so, yeah, it seems like Bungie's really committed to Destiny 2, keeping that going, but then expanding what Destiny is and then making a new IP. It's all all really exciting, um, everything out of that. Yeah, I mean, I imagine if Destiny 2 is long-term, that new IP has to be something other than... Uh, what Bungie is known for, which is sci-fi. I feel like they have to do something else. I, yeah. Do, I, I would, do they make a fantasy game? I don't know. I, I would agree with you on that. Like, it would have to be 
something different. I would almost wonder if it would also have to be a different genre of game. Like, you is, it an, have... is it a, are they going to make the WoW killer? <laughs> After having yeah. left Activision Blizzard, they're going to make the WoW killer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I don't know. But I would just think you wouldn't want two first-person shooters competing with one another, but, you know, that is Bungie's bread and butter. Um, yeah. I don't know. A lot to come out of Bungie, I think, in the future. And uh, This new season of The Chosen, apparently there's an exotic quest in there that's really fucking good. So I got I to gotta get back into Destiny 2. Yeah, same been, here. Been a little bit for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. That's- yeah, good stuff. Really excited for for video games this year. I I I'm I'm a little bit nervous because I I feel like I feel like there's a lot of possibility for shit to be pushed like everything is I I expect anything to be pushed until like the week of release. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that that's that's just the mindset I have this year. Yeah. I see a release date and then I, I just I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> until like it's here yeah because um, that, that's basically been like the last since the pandemic that's just been kind of the reality a lot of games have been pushed back so mm-hmm. yeah they, they definitely have yeah that, but, that's just where I'm at right now yeah but man if if uh, these games hit starting like late April when they're supposed to oh boy yes my wallet yeah. <laughs> uh huh. It'll yeah. be exciting. Yeah, it will be, and I'm very much looking forward to it. But I'm also looking forward to continuing our our adventure in Divinity: Original Sin. Mm-hmm. Because hopefully, Baldur's Gate three comes out this year. Yeah, I really hope so. Um, but until then, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go back in Larian's catalog here and enjoy ourselves. Uh, yes. But yeah, that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you can route those through an email. Hit us up in our inbox at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. And until next week, be good to each other. Play your video games. And... Scooby-Doo-Bow, doo doo boo